0: I'm <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post game show, the PHLY Eagles post game show. Bo Wolf, Jamie Lynch here to talk about a disastrous New Year's Eve loss for the Philadelphia Eagles 35 31 against Jonathan Gannon's previously 3 12 Arizona Cardinals, and all the jokes that everybody was making about this being Jonathan Gannon's Super Bowl and, you know, we hope it's like that. Well, it turns out that the fitting tribute was given by the Eagles defense, which did what it did in the Super Bowl and surrendered touchdowns or basically game-ending plays on every single second-half possession. Four possessions in the second half for the Cardinals after being down 21-6 to at halftime, four touchdown drives. The Eagles offense played a pretty good game, turtled at the end when they had a chance to maybe go Score a touchdown instead, sort of settling for a field goal, leaning into Jalen Hurts' runs and a bizarre Kenny Gainwell screen on third and 20. And I think it's safe to say, Jamie, this is the worst loss given the expectations uh, going into the game, what was ahead of them. The worst loss of the Nick Siriana era. They are now probably going to be the five seed. They had a chance to get as high as the one. They had all they had to do was win these final two games to be the number two seed, the first repeat NFC East champion in the NFC East since 2004. Instead, this season, which started so interestingly, in which they were playing sort of above their heels, and we kept saying the worst 10-1 team in, in history. It's sort of joking. Yeah. It turns out that we were maybe onto something, <laughs> yeah. and they are now 11-5, and uh, four losses in their last five games. And if ever you thought they could flip a switch – and be ready for the playoffs. I think we can kiss that goodbye. This is, I mean, this is as um, embarrassing a loss as you could possibly have imagined. Yeah, I mean, when you add the
0: Jonathan Gannon factor on top of it all, it, it really makes it laughably bad. You know, my f- my phone has been getting flooded with text messages Big from floods. buddies, just saying like, "Well, I've come to terms with the first round loss, and you know, now you've lost." possible home field we may have just seen jason kelsey's last game at the link maybe brandon wow. Graham's. you know like we don't know like we assume there was going to be a home playoff game that's out the window now um this defense matt patricia and sean decide just just both of you get out i, I understand it's a player's game and like you know the players are ultimately the ones that make the difference but right. is there is there
1: somewhere else that they can put shut <laughs> him up in the, now, the or blimp? Do they, do they move Matt Patricia up now and let the next person call him mean, give me a break
0: yeah like this this team is uh, is crumbling um, Nick Sirianni is going to find himself on a hot seat here in the offseason because of the way this is finishing out
1: i think that's all fair um, i was trying to be positive in this game, I was trying so to be sanguine that. about what yeah. was going on for the Eagles. And frankly, I, I thought the offense was, was playing very well. You know, they, uh, they, they have to punt after the deep shot to Devontae Smith is not caught on third and long. I thought that was good process. You're going up against a zero blitz. We talked about it with Coach Flynn this week. Make the defense pay for those. Take a shot deep. They did that. And it could have been a huge play. And, it, you know, they didn't get the bounce there. Um, their numbers in this game are a little bit swayed because when you get a 98 yard pick six from Sidney Brown and boy, what a return wow. that was, yeah, that was uh, great. it means that you lose a possession. And so, yes, like while the Cardinals had 449 yards to 275 for the Eagles, the Eagles were moving the ball on pretty much every possession except for the opening possession when they went three and out. Uh, I thought Jalen hurts for the most part, looked good in this game. He went, he was 18 of 23 for 167 yards. Three touchdowns. He threw an interception on the final play of the game on that hail mary. Julio Jones. There's going to be a lot of little Julios running around in Philadelphia in about oh! nine months' time. He finally came, like Zach said, he was going to. Uh, although you know, still just two catches, not, neither here nor there. But the defense in this game was was abjectly awful. They were there was not a single possession in which they forced the Cardinals to punt. The Cardinals go. Uh, they they got into basically like 25 yards from the Eagles end zone on every single one of their eight possessions. They were uh, just dominating the Eagles and so much for this defensive line which we have expected to finally turn things on didn't happen. The linebackers we know are depleted the secondary you're moving all these different guys around nothing happens Uh, and the defense was like I'm watching this game thinking okay maybe the Eagles can still be elite on offense enough and hope that they get some luck like they did on the Sidney Brown interception but when they have to be perfect, they can't. And the the offensive play calling at the end of the game, but between Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson on that final possession, it was like it was like Jonathan Gannon knew what he was doing in going for that onside kick because it was either I'm going to get the ball back, and I'm sort of baiting them into settling for a field goal because they're already in field goal range, and they did that. And it, it's really like all the things that we have been talking about sort of festering underneath the surface with the Eagles team. They they keep bubbling to the surface, and. I, I mean, for you, Jamie, as a fan, has this been like as as little in enjoyment as you have had from an Eagles season that is otherwise like, you know, eleven and five, that's a lot of wins? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, at one point we were joking about it, but
0: it did feel like, okay, this team's getting a little bit lucky, but maybe this is their DNA where they just find ways to win. Now you're looking back on it and you're going, oh man, what an idiot I was. Because this defense, as you just brought up, that's one of the most pathetic. This is one of the most pathetic defensive four game periods or five game periods I can ever recall I mean the run defense just disappeared I don't know what happened to it James Uh, Conner,
1: 26 carries for 128 yards in this game Michael Carter 7 for 61 Kyler Murray adds 24 they ran for 221 yards on this Eagles defense that had to be expecting the Cardinals were going to try to run the ball as much as they could
0: yeah like the secondary uh, angles that they take on on rushing defense, bad. Uh, get Jordan Davis wasn't getting off one on one blocks today. That's
1: bad for a man his size. So a lot of five man fronts in this game. That seemed to be what the Eagles were doing the majority of the time, to very little effect. Yeah, and it like that was not helping stop the running game. Like, anecdotally, it felt like Hassan Redick was dropping more in this game than he has at any time this season. Maybe that was, like, a soft punishment for talking to Nick yeah. Sirianni last week. Maybe it was like, oh, we're playing the Cardinals. Let's make him do what he did last year, or, like, when he was with the Cardinals and he, you know, was not a designated pass rusher. Either way, a total waste of, of your most talented player on defense. I, I mean... The, the defense was so bad. It was so unbelievably bad. Uh, and shout out to everybody
0: here in the chat. Hit that like button while you're in here, and we're bitching and moaning through this together. Yeah, we'll run through these super chats. Yeah, I wanted set. to hit on the couple super chats because uh, I saw my boy, uh, Real Time Prince, say, Jamie, nobody on this team outside Stoutland is safe. Can't really disagree with that. Uh, Rohit Verma, these lights are bright. It's a little tough to read. It says... Really fire hate going dropping big dimes. Yeah, fire Nick Sirianni and evict him from his house. Um, no disagreements there. And then we have our boy MBD uh, that says this team has, has quit on its coaching staff. I agree with that. Like I don't know when you see Devonte's face. Like I saw him in warmups uh, taking a picture with like his wife and kids, which should have been like his happy moment. And he left this game at the end with a knee injury. Yeah. Like. And he looked gloomy and miserable leaving the field. You saw A.J. Brown sitting there with his hands on his knees in the end zone at the end of the game. Uh, you saw Dallas Goddard just looking like pissed off all game. And like you said, the offense wasn't to blame really, except for that first and 20 play calling by Brian Johnson. We're going to go quarterback, draw, quarterback, draw. Kenneth Gainwell fucking
1: screen on third and 16 when you have the game on the line. There was such a bizarre tendency. For them to not trust their quarterback to throw the ball near the red zone, and he had three passing touchdowns deep in the red zone in this game. Um, And when the game is on the line, they you know the 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 Cardinals attempt that onside onside kick. The Eagles get the ball at the Arizona thirty nine yard line. Okay, to start that drive with five twenty five left. It goes a really nice pass to AJ Brown on second and nine for eighteen yards. So now you're down to the Arizona twenty. Okay, you, you hand off to DeAndre Swift and Maelotta gets called for holding. Tough call. A little ticky-tack there, but that's that's part of the game. Now it's first and 20 with 413 left. And the next two plays are Jalen Hurts. Run. The first one is a designed run for Jalen Hurts. Hate that play call. Second one is the read option where Hurts keeps it and he makes a very bad read because he then loses three yards. So now you're all, the, all of a sudden back to third and 19. And yeah, like, is it going to be hard to pick up 19 yards there? Of course it is, but you are already in field goal range. You don't need to make this field goal easier for for Jake Elliott. Take a shot. You've got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Is there nothing you can dial up there? Like, what's your best play? Like that—that is the situation in the game where
0: you go to your best fifteen-plus yard play. Like you should have something there that you feel okay with. And you know, you saw some offensive ingenuity a little bit in the first half with the big Goddard play. Where I they, loved
1: the offensive game plan. In the and first the Kenneth
0: Gainwell, uh, you know, fake tush push uh, toss. And then in the second half, offensively, like Brian Johnson's brain just went to like mush. And, and and that's not even like the biggest culprit of today's game. You know what I mean? Like we're bitching about this one series because the game was yeah. on the line. But the defense, you know, we were all screaming, watching on the couch out there on that last. Uh, what's our man's name that was killing us all day? The wide receiver.
1: Uh, Greg Dorch, go deep. Dorch, uh, going, let him score! Let him score! And no, of course, they make a yeah, tackle. Yeah, what are they doing not letting him score? And then, yeah, the way they handle those timeouts, wasting two timeouts over the course of the half um, when they shouldn't have, so, like, that's bad coaching, and then they should have let them score. Yeah. And then they, they don't call timeout after the play, but then they call timeout after first down. So, uh, in my mind, it's either force Arizona to call their own timeouts or like risk them being the one who are dealing with potentially running out the clock or call a timeout with like one Oh five left. And then you're incentivizing them to run the ball. And maybe, maybe it, it goes differently. No, you're right though. Like
0: fundamentally like. with a lot of like situational stuff, they're just not good. They're not sound. It, it really feels like Nick, Nick Sirianni
1: has like lost this team. Well, you responded to the super chat. You said you 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 don't disagree that they should clean house. Do you really think they should move on from Nick Sirianni?
0: No, that's just reaction. Um, but I I reserve the right to change that opinion next week. Because if this team goes out and loses again, like you've quit on the coach, and once you quit on the coach like that, it's it's pretty tough to bounce back. Like I I I can't pinpoint how what exactly I mean the defense obviously but like something's up you know what I mean like there's there's a stink coming from this team now for a couple weeks and that's when you have to you know ask yourself if you're Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman is his message not getting through anymore because yeah I know the schedule was tough yeah I know there was a gauntlet but you also lost an unlucky game to Seattle I guess you could call it or just a shitty performance you kind of lucky to beat the giants in a weird way because of your some of your own misfortunes and now you just lost to one of the you could make the case the worst defense in the league uh in the head coach's vengeance game at home when you controlled your own destiny because now the ram the 49ers have nothing to play the rams for next weekend so the niners are walking to the one seed pretty right. much they're they're locked up so they're great the rams uh, you know, <laughs> the Eagles could be what a five or a six
1: seed. I don't think they can get as low as the six. Okay, so they could be a five seed. They are. They are right now. They will be the five. Heading the to Cowboys Detroit? Won yesterday. Uh, they would no. They would be heading to the winner of the NFC South. So probably Tampa Bay or New Orleans. I think New Orleans won today, but I think that Tampa still controls their destiny if they win next week. So I can't
0: even say they can beat one of those
1: teams. You're looking. I mean. I, I said it. There's no team that they are not capable of losing to. They just lost to the Arizona Cardinals yeah. at home with no, like, every incentive to uh, to go out and win. Oh, we got another, another super chat. chat from Donkey Daddy. What do you say, says, Donkey Daddy? Everyone, players, coaches, everybody except for Jake Elliott should eat a shit sandwich <laughs> to get a taste of what they serve us from the field. Happy New Year's uh, to them.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Eagles lady fan that's gone viral on Twitter saying, "What, what the, the hell are, hell are doing? you doing?" Uh, yeah, that was all of us. It was just, that was just like watching a car accident. It, it was, you knew it was coming. Like you knew they were going to pick up every third down. You knew they were going to score on the two point conversion. You just had this feeling of like awfulness and you just kept watching it, expecting something different, knowing it wasn't going to happen.
1: From the, uh, spectrum, uh, spectrum of the, uh, the Nick Sirianni era. Okay. Defensive performance wise. This was the third worst game by success rate uh, only behind the 2021 games when Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr carved up uh, the Jonathan Gannon defense. And then by defensive EPA per drive, it was behind only the chief, that same Chiefs game, the Niners game from earlier this year, and then the uh, Cowboys game in the meaningless week 18 game. So basically by all intents and purposes, like the second worst defensive game of the Nick Sirianni era here, which matches our eye test. I mean, like literally yeah. every single drive, they moved the ball. They, they did nothing. And uh, like you want to talk about is it players versus coaches versus roster construction? It's all of those things. It's all of it. Um, you know, so much for like Sean Desai being the, uh, the scapegoat here. I think we can put that to bed. This defense, which is built upon its pass rush, Another week when they had just one single sack and there were plenty of opportunities in this game. And even that one sack was kind of like a brush by from Jalen Carter and Kyler Murray sort of tripped over himself. That defensive line, which is, which is built to be so great, not getting the job done. Josh sweat, misses a a key sack on what turned out to be uh, a touchdown. The secondary not doing its job. I mean, as you talked about Greg Dortch, great demon Deacon, as he may be uh, going seven for 82 and just carving them up. Um, no plan. And like they're they're trying are trying so many different things. There's those five man uh lines. You see Nolan Smith in the middle of the field again. You know, Shaq Leonard gets injured in this game, and Ben Van Sumeran's back on the field. You know, I hate to say I told you so, but the curse of Christian Ellis, like <laughs> That's where it did all go wrong. Like, I think uh, I think there's some bad magic to that. There's some juju. And so, they, so and there, there was no punt there. Today, so maybe they, no, they didn't punt a single
0: time. There was no punt. The, what was it? The seven straight touchdowns allowed uh, two games ago before the Giants game is that what? That what? There was like
1: seven straight, and this was f- five straight. It was well, four in, straight, and there was the uh, between the Cowboys and the and the, uh, the Niners. Niners game. There was nine touchdowns on ten drives. Nine on ten, um, and, and this was f- and you you said this when we were out there, Jamie. The one thing that Sean DeSai seemed like he could do was was like change things at halftime, put yeah. together a second half performance in this game four touchdowns, four possessions. In the yeah. I,
0: I, I'm a real idiot with egg on my face. Cause I did an instant halftime reaction. I was like, well, this should be an easy one to, to wrap up because uh, offensively, the Cardinals were just kind of chunking their way down the field, taking all the little stuff in front of them and then settling for field goals. And I was like, this is a strange uh, strategy for them. They should really be like attacking our secondary and stick with the run. And, uh, you know, and then they just came out and lit you up in the second half. So, Sean Desai very good at halftime adjustments second half defense terrible in the first half Matt Patricia uh, the total opposite where he's solid in the first half and absolutely garbage bag juice in the second half just fire them both like honestly uh, you know I know you don't want to do that before the playoffs but like something needs to be removed from this team and you're not going to fire players so this is the worst Eagles team defense I've seen I, I don't know how to pinpoint it, but it's been several, several years. Yeah, it's
1: really, really bad.
0: No confidence in anything they do. There's no playmakers out there. Josh Sweat has all of a sudden become like the king of almost getting sacks.
1: He doesn't have a sack since before the bye.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Hassan Redick has disappeared. Jordan Davis can't get off one-on-one blocks. Jalen Carter has been pretty steady, but like feels like he's almost alone. Uh, linebackers, who the hell cares? Get rid of them all. Um, and you know, the
1: secondary just, just trash. Another super chat from uh, MBD who says four second half drives for Arizona four touchdowns. So glad Desai was held accountable. Complete disgrace. Our yeah. I, I, you know, something's got to happen. And then,
0: you know, like I didn't see Doug Peterson getting fired those years ago. And that man had a ring in his back pocket. So you can't rule anything out here with Nick Sirianni and this staff.
1: I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I think it's unlikely, but completely on the table. I think having watched this team, studied this team closely for, you know, over a decade, knowing uh, the way that Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie think, um, knowing what they think is responsible for their success. If things are as bad behind the scenes as it seems like they are when things leak out and when they're forced to panic fire a defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. And, you know, you've got A.J. Brown shaking his head on the field again after that Kenneth Gainwell uh, screen on third and long. We we talked about how A.J. Brown's body language is not the most important thing. Like, he's a wide receiver, he wants the ball, all that stuff. But all these little things that are happening, things that we hear, I don't think that it is an impossibility. No, Um, not at all. And... Like, there, you know, people will say, what message does it send to the rest of the league if you move on from a coach like that after just three years who went to the Super Bowl a year ago? And Doug Peterson, you did the same thing to him. There is never going to be a shortage of people who want these jobs. I think the Eagles think that they can put head coaches in position to some degree, like maybe coaches are uh, a, a step above linebackers for them, like they can they can figure that out. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying I don't think that it is an impossibility if this thing continues to careen completely off the rails as it looks like it has done today.
0: Yeah, we got another super chat here from Joe Sox. And everybody in here, keep hitting that like button as we bitch and moan our way through this. Joe Sox says, what do you think about the blueprint the 49ers published, which started this streak? Uh, Lead plus Jalen in pocket attack weak defenders. I mean, Nick Bosa. I thought it was kind of the clown thing he did after that game. Going, yeah, we gave the blueprint to the rest of the league.
1: Uh, maybe they're right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but to be—I mean, to be fair, he's saying get a lead on Jalen. The Eagles were up twenty-one to. Th- to six in this game. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, then, and, and, and it wasn't about stopping the Eagles offense in this game. This was, this game is, is completely on the defense, but maybe defensively one possession at the end,
0: maybe f- defensively, the 49ers exposed something on tape that everybody else picked up on, you know, because the defense is the root of the issue. Like the offense uh, situationally sucks. It's not really sexy or fun to watch. A lot of times, AJ Brown's like historic streak. he was on just disappeared. Uh, Jalen's been like passing the eye test, but not great. Uh, a lot of weirdness going on. The main problem is the defense, and it's part Howie, it's part Sean DeSai slash Matt Patricia, it's part players, and some of these players just aren't aren't good enough anymore. And you know, it's kind of dark days ahead defensively for the Philadelphia Eagles. Philosophically, like who are they? And this is the reason I get so effing worked up about Jonathan Gannon. Vic Fangio should be here. He should be the defensive coordinator. They paid that man a handsome amount of money to basically be a consultant for what, almost two years? They were training this guy to be the in-house replacement plan because they knew Jonathan Gannon Adam Schefter used to join us on the radio two years ago, and we would talk about how Jonathan Gannon was the, the hot coaching candidate, even more so than Nick Sirianni. So Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie knew that they had to have a replacement plan because Gannon was going to be a gone sooner rather than later. They paid Vic Fangio, and Gannon, that rat, goes and does what he does, whatever the hell he did, and Vic Fangio bolted because he told the Eagles he was coming back, and then he flees the house leaving the Eagles absolutely pantsed. And if you want to look at the reason why this season is going to end in a shitty first round playoff loss, I like I look back to Jonathan Gannon and going, you bastard, you didn't have the back of the people that gave you your biggest opportunity in your career. Screw you.
1: There is a, there is a small part of me that is kind of like, it's kind of nice for Jonathan Gannon <laughs> is in this city where his name gets nothing but just drug through the mud day in and day out. For him to come in and get this win. Oh, he's probably riding high right yeah. now. It's kind of nice for him.
0: Oh, he's probably ordering up some some nice meals for the plane on the ride home. They're probably partying. Uh, but Vic Fangio should be the defensive coordinator of this team, and I fully believe and he would be
1: if 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 those things had been handled better, he would be. Yes,
0: and I believe there's more stability defensively. If Vic Fangio is here, I'm not saying they're going to turn into this top seven or eight defense, but a hundred percent there's stability. Yeah. There's a guy that's done it before, uh, you know, somebody that the vets respect and have equity with sweat equity, like everything is different. And that's the reason I know Zach hates when I bring up Jonathan Gannon stuff. Cause I, cause I go hard to the hole with my takes on him. Uh, but screw that guy. Like honestly, screw him.
1: We have another super chat from Mr. <laughs> Roddy Pooh who says, Nick's message has gone sour. It's time, fellas. Watch our next coach's bellet sheet. We are done, man. He's wow. going to the commanders. Interesting. And another one from John who says, Jim Harbaugh can be hired at 10 p.m. No tomorrow night. You. No, thank you. I touch. am out on Jim Harbaugh. No, thank you.
0: We did the college coach thing. I know he's been a pro coach, but no thank you. Uh,
1: what can you tell me
0: about Jonathan Gannon? What else do you want to know? I was going to say Vic
1: Fangio is a big Phillies fan. He might want to buy some Phillies cards. Is there oh, where you know that he can go to get those cards? Yeah.
0: I would tell him, hey, Vic, you got to go to Wheelhouse Cards. They have two great locations in Wayne and Westchester, and they're our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley because their motto is cards and community because the love of sports unites us all. They carry all your favorite card brands like Tops Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football. We have a couple on the shelves back there. They're absolutely beautiful cards, as well as tons of gear, T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and, and more from brands like Mitchell & Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, well, they offer you PSA grading submissions. They also have a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every month, which would have been 12-year-old Jamie's dream birthday party. Give me a Beckett's Monthly in a card shop, and that's a party, man. Step into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. and use code PHLY to get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at wheelhousecards. I'll tell you what,
1: this defense is so depleted at linebacker, I think they could use Moses Foku. And by that, I toss it to myself. With a read on FOCO. (laughs) FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It is the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. They've got overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-pre-sale items. Use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off.
0: Yeah, I saw some uh, some tweets from our sister station out there in Phoenix, PHNX. Enjoy your victory because uh, you're you're apparently tormenting my soul A uh, after doing the Phillies Diamondback series. Uh, and now we have to watch Jonathan Gannon of all people, and and the whole thing with Jonathan Gannon. They say you know the Eagles blame the Super Bowl loss. No, the sod father I blame the Super Bowl loss on more. Jonathan Gannon was second, but the big loss, what I talked about, is not like John- losing Jonathan Gannon was how he basically took a level off the Eagles' like building blocks. So Phnx, enjoy yourselves, Jonathan Gannon. I hope you stub your toe tomorrow morning.
1: I feel like that's the nicest thing you've ever said about him. Yeah. -hmm. Good for you. You're growing. Yeah, (laughs) that's nice. My heart grew three sizes today. That's nice. (laughs) Uh, What did you think of Jalen Hurts in this game, Jamie? 18 of 23. It's only five incompletions in the first half. I think just uh, two incompletions for 167 yards, three touchdowns. The interception on the hail mary at the end, no big deal there. Yeah. Uh, Eight carries for 25 yards. He's been um, fine.
0: Question mark. Like.
1: I, I, I thought he the, was pretty good today.
0: Yeah, he was but, good. He was good. He didn't have a possession in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken.
1: In the third quarter. Well, no. In the, in the second quarter, they scored a touchdown when they got the ball with like Wasn't that the Sidney Brown? And they went... Um, I no, thought I offensively. They, no, that was the second Julio Jones, the tipped one. Okay. Yeah, I mean... In the I, second quarter. Whatever quarter, it was. Third quarter, they, they had just one first down. And phew. that was a big possession in the game because it's 21-6. The Cardinals come out of halftime, score a touchdown. It's all of a sudden a one-possession game again. Eagles have the ball, and you know they have that. Uh, they have that third and third and medium. The Cardinals bring the big blitz. We've been talking about this. This has been a theme. The Eagles struggle against those plays so much, so often. It's like the give up uh, screen to the like horizontal wide receiver. Instead, this time they take the shot downfield to Devonte Smith. And it's just off a little bit. Devontae probably should catch that ball. That's a really tough one because tough catch, he
0: went outside. He was looking inside, so he's like running off angle. It's one of those tough ones. I thought Jalen was fine. You know, I don't. I think he was kind of minimized in his opportunities today. Uh, I'd like. I'd love if you have the time of possession up to to see what that is. Uh, I just felt like he didn't get a ton of opportunities. And 39, then- 39
1: to twenty twenty one. So okay. Basically, you know, a two to one edge. And then I thought at the
0: biggest uh, moment of the game, you know, the first and 20 there, Brian Johnson I and hate, Nick Sirianni, just, whoever I calls that.
1: that call so much. It's such a call. And I know, call. you know, it might get eight yards instead of four yards, but like they have this passing offense that should be elite. You've got a, a, a great quarterback who you're paying all this money to, you've got, Three outstanding wide receiver options, including Dallas Goddard receiving options. And on first and 20, I know and I know there's an incentive to sort of uh, run the clock a little bit because you want to bring the clock down and hopefully we can score a touchdown at the end of the game. But you got to you got 20 yards to go now. You got to get that first down. You got to throw the ball. And I think there is a there is a bit of an irony here to uh, the run the ball crowd in this game. The Eagles. Ran the ball 23 times. Jalen Hurts threw the ball 23 times. You get that exact 50-50 ratio. And in the end, it's not good enough.
0: Yeah, I think the 50-50 ratio is not what they should strive for. I think it should be like 65-35. You know, I, I, I do think there's, even if it's not always as effective on paper, I do think there's something to, like one of the best offensive plays they had today was the Dallas Goddard kind of i guess it was kind of
1: rpo pro yeah i think they went 13 personnel and goddard sort of slips out it's it's a, a little wrinkle off of that but one you that had we're set so it up with, last year with yeah. two
0: runs prior to it so the defense kind of bid on the run allowing goddard to so like i think the run game while it might not translate all the time to the stat sheet i think there's something too situationally setting up the bigger chunk plays because offensively you know we've talked about the defense a ton. offensively i think the chunk play, uh, you know, 20 plus yards or more has just kind of disappeared from this team. They're, they're almost incapable of it. Uh, the Goddard one was the first one. It feels like in a long time. Um, so, you know, Jalen, I feel okay about, he's probably one of the least concerned guys
1: I am on the team. I think is the best way to say it. I agree with that. Uh, he, he is not, I think that he, he has not been as good as he was last year. Obviously, yes. we know that. The turnovers have been a, a real significant issue. But he is, he is nowhere near the top of the, of the problems. And like the, the Patricia thing, I think we can definitively say three games in now, that was not the solution. No. And so whoever made that decision, whether it was Nick, whether it was Howie or Jeffrey or whoever putting pressure, that backfired completely and so like the uh like the the misdirection of it or whatever it was didn't work and if if you thought that that was the the root cause of this team's issues boy was that not the case
0: yeah uh somebody in the chat here says arizona was averaging 18.3 points per game before today and you and uh, and scored 35 points on you you know like Kyler Murray, yeah, is getting healthier, yada 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 all that. He's always a threat. And, but like <laughs> you you made and James Conner's a good running back. I don't mean to like drag him into this to like put him down. You made him look like Walter Payton today. Uh you uh, Dorch, what's his name? I keep forgetting it. Greg Dorch. Dorch. Go you made dudes. that you made that dude look like a pro bowler today. Uh you know, that defense is just it's tough to be a fan of this team right now. I mean, every single possession. Yeah. They move the ball. You have no Derek Bodner. I don't know if he's in here watching or not, but shout out to him from our Sixers squad tweeted out right before that final possession. I've never had less confidence in a defense, basically lay down and let them score on the first play. And and they would have been better off and they would have been better off because then you would have at least given Jalen an opportunity to go win the game. Uh, But then Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni probably would have pulled out some boneheaded play call on, you know, first and 15 and, and done a tush push or something. So uh, who the hell knows? There's so many problems with this team. I don't, you, you almost don't even know where to start. But I think the defensive coordinators, you got a clean house on the defensive s- coaching side of the ball. And the other, th- the other part of Gannon doing this was it screwed up your timeline last year. So not only did you lose Fangio, but you were also several weeks into the coach hiring process. So you were just kind of like, oh, Sean Desai, you have a good resume, come on down. Like you're just kind of left s- sitting in Seattle. We'll take you. Like you didn't get your top choices. You didn't get the you were late in the process. So you kind of just settled. And it, that fucking guy. He he like he really altered a lot. And when you're ten and one, you, you 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 talk past it. And I know Seth Joyner was out there in the world like saying this defense is a fraud and this and that. But like yeah, it was. It was fraudulent. That ten and one record was fraudulent. They got lucky, or you know, the defense was able to um, fool people a little bit early on because they're historically bad right now.
1: I think the thing that you said uh, at the top is also worth considering here um, a very good chance that this is the last home game for Jason Kelsey Brandon Graham. Yeah maybe Fletcher Cox they're like if this thing ends the way it looks like it's going to end. That's a bad way for it to end for those guys. Which is you know a playoff loss and on the road somewhere like it is, it is to some degree the end of an era and um, there are plenty of good young players on this roster to build around, but that is, that that is not the way that I would, you know, certainly not the way they would want to go out.
0: No, I would imagine Jason Kelsey is in a pretty foul mood right now. Uh, And, and, and the same for Fletch and the same for BG like, cause they know, what this type of losing streak does in the NFL. It costs people jobs. Uh, and they may be on the way out of their playing days, but they know like the Eagles, a team they love and probably will work for in some capacity one day. Uh, at least BG, I would almost guarantee uh, Kelsey pretty much has the world in the palm. Yeah, of he's sort the of outgrown. Yeah. He can, <sighs> yeah, have, he, w- he can like, do whatever, whatever he wants. He wants yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fletch, who knows, you know, I know he, he loves the area and, and hunts with Trent Cole. So he might, you know, keep a presence up here. Uh, for them to possibly play their last game at the link in that fashion has to really kind of hurt their
1: souls a little bit. Because hmm. this is this is bad, like bad, bad. I, I, yeah, I mean, like uh, Shukupati uh, tweeted, this was by success rate right? one of the, th- the the third worst defensive performance for any team in a game this season. Whew. That and that's that's exact. Like that's tracks exactly what it looked like. I mean, there was you didn't stop. You didn't get a punt. You didn't have your special teams punt fielding unit uh, on the field once. And they really weren't even close. No. There were, uh, you know. Every third down they got, I was like, he's going to convert. Which has been the league's worst and just so terrible all season long. Uh, Terrible again. Um, Avante Maddox, you know, fought to come back for this game. Didn't look great. Uh, Didn't didn't play like all the snaps. They were mixing and matching there. You saw a little bit of Bradbury inside uh, when they went dime. You saw Ricks and Ringo on the outside, both. Uh, susceptible to big plays in this game. Rick's got crossed up in the middle of the field. Oof. Ringo gets called, which I did think was a bad call on that. Uh, that that pass interference probably should have been OPI, if, if not nothing. But, I mean, who are we kidding? The Cardinals would have just moved the ball down the field and it would have taken more time anyway.
0: Um, <laughs> Michael Conroy in the chat wants to know, how are there two worse ones? Yeah, Good question. <laughs> it is a good question because you didn't punt. Uh, Oh, and another super chat here from Zeta Clemens. What about, about Jim, Jim Harbaugh? Harbaugh coming in? Um Bo I'll let you answer that one. I, I I've already said I'm not interested.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm definitely not interested <laughs> in Jim Harbaugh. I don't I don't think we need a uh you know a hard O like that necessarily. The
0: Raiders are going to yeah. do something like incredibly Raiders and like not give the job to the obvious. Deserving. I feel like they will give it to Antonio Pierce. You think they are? I think they will. It's a great culture fit for them. Like grew up a fan, like kind of that hard nosed Raider, mm-hmm. and they're going to go to do something stupid and give Jim Harbaugh like 150 million. Aren't they?
1: There is also the, I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's notoriously like they're already paying Josh McDaniels. So I don't think they're going to pay more for, yeah. it. uh, For Jim Harbaugh. I could see Harbaugh. I mean, I could see the Chargers. Yeah, that would make sense. I think he's from there. Mm. Uh, Also, you know, not lost on me that uh, since the Dom DeSandro ejection, like maybe it turns out he was the key to Mm. the team all along. Everything has fallen apart since then. Yeah, it's uh, interesting times you know, in Eagles, Oh, Jim Harvard of the Commanders suggests, Andrew. I kind of like that. I think Bill Belichick's got that job locked up, mm.
0: which will be interesting to have him in the division. Uh, but, you know, say you wanted to go get tickets to a Commanders Eagles games the next year and uh, watch Bill Belichick on the sidelines at that Toilet Bowl FedEx field. Well, I would recommend using the Game Time app to get those tickets uh, because it's the fastest growing ticket agency in the world. You, you know, if you use code PHLY right there on the screen, you'll get $20 off your first purchase because they're a great partner of ours and we want you to experience how seamless and easy the Game Time app is. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and a best price guarantee. I've used it a couple times for concert events. I believe my wife just used it for a Christmas gift to me. We're going to go see the Black Pumas coming up here in mm. like two weeks. Uh, and I, you know, she knew about the game time app from watching this show. I want you guys to know about it too, because it's that good. You can get image of your seat views, low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Basically game time has your back. They want you to have a great experience. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email, which is the worst feeling in the world at an event and tickets. Still make great birthday and holiday gifts. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Just create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest
1: price guaranteed. And I will tell you about bagels and co. Mm, Who doesn't love a bagel? Top Top 10 food for me, probably.
0: Oh, yeah, easily. I love a bagel. Especially when the Eagles lose, you always got a bagel there for you.
1: You got to have that emotional eating. You yeah. got to have it ready to go. And uh, bagels are good for that. Bagels and Co. is offering Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly. Now, uh, a few things to keep in mind. These bagels, monstrous, enormous, huge bagels, the biggest bagels in Philly. Uh, very large, hence the Brooklyn, New Jersey style. They've also got a large variety usually 15 to 20 different types to choose from daily. They've got seasonal bagels as well. For instance, they had a Christmas flavored bagel on display for the Christmas season. They've also got a huge variety of cream cheese, 30 different flavors of cream cheese and schmears. Uh, One of their staples is the seasonal flavors as well that uh, connect to the various teams in Philly. And I will, I will suggest that they don't do what the super chat suggested in terms of a flavor for the schmear, but, uh, (laughs) They probably could do it. That's how talented they are. And the last thing to know, affordable. You get a lot of food for cheap. And in today's inflationary world, they think that that is key. So go to bagelsandco.com slash store dash locator to find the closest bagels and co near you for the best Brooklyn style bagels made right here in Philadelphia. Once again, go to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store dash locator to find the closest Bagels and Co. near you. So I just got a text from a buddy,
0: Bo. I'm curious your thoughts on this, and I know we're not going to get them before the end of the yes, season.
1: Yes, I am impressed that you have so many friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I, th- I feel like I've said that a lot, but it's like instant reaction to Eagles fans today. My buddy said, I, I-, I have absolutely no interest in hearing Brian Johnson, Matt Patricia, or Nick Sirianni speak anymore. It's beyond that. He said, I want to hear from Laurie and Roseman. And I know we're not going to get it, but, like, I get his point. Nick Sirianni's press conference, I don't give a damn what that guy says. Like, I, I won't believe one iota of what he is spewing up there today. You know, they're going to self-scout. Well, you gonna, shouldn't
1: believe anything anybody says. That's true. Of, yeah.
0: I mean, I believe, like, 8% right. of all things that are said in press conferences anyway. But today, like, I, just don't. Like, just don't, don't self-scout. Don't say we're going to fix it. Don't say we're going to do a better job. Don't, like, there's nothing you can say that will
1: fall on graceful ears today. Zach Berman tweeting, uh, Devontae Smith was on crutches with a walking boot outside the locker room. His ankle got
0: rolled up on pretty bad on that block.
1: Which is, like, for Devontae Smith to get injured on third and 20 when you need a big play and he gets injured blocking for Kenny yeah. Gainwell on a screen that goes for four yards, that hurts. That's a little bit emblematic of like everything that. And I would imagine he's pissed about is it. Up with the offense,
0: he's not going to say that because you know he's a pro and you know he's been sabined up to say all the right things and and
1: it's probably you know a very high character guy. But I'm sure he was pissed about that. Once again, uh, AJ Brown. This video courtesy of Tim McManus. There's nothing to say. He says. There's well, nothing to say. Um,
0: there isn't really much to say, is there? That doesn't leave us in a good spot
1: <laughs> having to do uh, daily shows for the next year, but that's okay.
0: Uh, yeah, it, the the vibe on AJ Goddard and Devonte's faces are really bad. Their body language, and I know body language, but their facial expressions—like they look like they're walking off the field on every skeptical play call going. Man, what the hell was that? Like they're almost in like disbelief of what is going on. I I said this last night at the bar. You know, I was sitting at the saloon in South Philly. Yeah. nice no, yeah. no no big deal. Humble brag to me, you know. As um, as,
1: as one of the, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. As, you know, one of the it people in Philadelphia. <laughs> you got to go to the saloon. But of course, the Eagles came up. Uh, the old guy to my left, the bartender, me, my buddy, and like two people down. And everybody was just like. You know, like, screw this team. Like, this is bad. This is falling apart. And sure enough, like, the absolute worst. And I said, how do you have an offense where there, for the first time in history you have a 4,000-yard passer, two 1,000-yard receivers, a 1,000-yard rusher, and your offense
1: is boring as dog shit? How is that possible? I feel like, I feel like dog shit's not that boring. Like, if it, I see it, it on the street, I'm, I get angry. Like,
0: <laughs> well, you're mad at the owner for not picking it yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. But it itself is quite boring. The other day I was it walking just on there. my
1: street, and there were, like, two separate piles of <sighs> uncleaned up dog poop. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and you know what my number one pet peeve is? When, when a dog owner throws the, the bag in your into trash like can. empty trash can.
0: I will admit, in the city... I've been guilty of that from oh, time on. to time. I know, but like there's you only... You know what? We're done. Yeah, there's only so many blocks you can walk with yeah. shit in your hand. So like occasionally you just do the sly, like just drop it in, move. It, it, the way I justified it was it happened to my trash can. So it was almost just like mm, I was keeping the, uh, the
1: ecosystem
0: going, you know? Like
1: I wouldn't do that with a, with a uh, child's diaper.
0: Well, that smells much know. worse. I guess. Human poop out of water, much worse than dog poop. Because dog poop never gets to water. Is that, our, is that our cue for uh, Mr. B?
1: I'm curious to hear what this locker room is like. He came in right on the uh, – if that is him, he came in right on the <laughs> – right on our – on our offense important part boring of his dog poop conversation. Uh, is that him or no? Oh, he's not here yet. Okay. Oof. Different noise.
0: But right, like, isn't okay. that amazing? You have all these guys. Jalen Hurts sets the career Eagles touchdown mark today. DeAndre Swift, first-time thousand-yard uh, rusher. You know, AJ and Devontae do it again. One of the top wide receiver rooms in the NFL. You have one of the, you know, best young-ish tight ends in the league.
1: And this offense, like, is just boring. It's just very weird dynamic to me. because when I got to say, that's why, like, I thought thought the offensive structure in the first half of this game, and they didn't really get to it in the second half because they didn't have a lot of possessions. I thought it looked good. Like, they had... They had guys on these in-breaking routes. Jalen was throwing the ball well. The Kenny Gainwell toss. Was, yeah, peop- that was, was fun, fun and stuff. And, and then what happened? Well, they turtled at the end of the game. Yeah. And another super chat from uh, Elias, who says chances are uh, there are leaks soon to frame a scapegoat. I think the Eagles have already tried one scapegoat. We'll see uh, We'll see who comes next. But with that in mind, we now head to Lincoln Financial Field. Zach Berman, who uh, told us that Devontae Smith is in a walking boot. He's looking good. He's got his uh, he's got his New Year's backdrop all ready to go. We'll see if the, uh, the the ball drops behind you, Zach. But for now, why don't you tell us about the mood of the locker room after a disastrous loss for the Eagles?
2: <laughs> disastrous is a good word for it. That's a, that's as bad a loss as I've uh, covered in my twelve years covering the team. So the mood of the locker room it's it's hard to tell you. This is a lot. This is a, It's hard to say. Like they were uh, trying to find the positive spin. It's hard to say they were complete. They were kind of stunned. I think that's that's the best way I I can frame it. They were stunned. They did not expect to lose this game. Right. That that might seem like an obvious statement, but this was this was not one of those things where they where. (laughs) I I think they were trying to figure out what just happened. Right. You 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 heard them talk about gap responsibility on defense. You talk about you heard them talk about taking advantage of opportunities on offense. The, the phrase you kept hearing, like the cliche phrase was any given Sunday in this league. But they were stunned. They they were trying to figure out what just happened the same way we were. Uh, because that's the Cardinals team that is is as bad as there is in the league. And they outplayed the Eagles. Right. That's the, that's not a game that the Cardinals escaped with. They outplayed the Eagles, and uh, the locker room emptied out uh, fairly quickly. Hmm. Uh, I was in there once it opened. I was able to get you know a few guys then. Sirianni took a while. Actually, Jalen Hurts was actually ready to speak before Sirianni even got there. But uh, wow. when C- when Sirianni, so Jalen changed quickly uh, was 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 ready to roll here. J- uh, Sirianni went, then Jalen went. Was able to hear from both of them and got back in there. Uh, heard from Jordan Mailata, um, and actually Jordan Mailata was was offended by the last question, which was framed to him, which was, uh, "Has Sirianni lost the locker room or, or, or something along that those lines?" And he did not like that question. He said, "No, not at all. Um, no." The, uh, and and he kind of ended it on that, like like he didn't like that line of questioning. But this is a team that is that is spiraling here. And, and one thing I asked Nick was in particular to the defense right like it's week 17 you already fired the coordinator what else is there to do and you keep hearing back to the drawing board you know i asked nick how concerned are you because it's reasonable for the three of us for the fa- the fans who fill the stadium the fans watching at home the fans watching this now uh to be concerned about this team and nick said he doesn't think about terms like concern and worry that doesn't solve problems. He says that they have to, they have to grind. They have to figure out ways for these guys to execute better. Um, but this is, you know, I, I'll I'll say this. I received a handful of texts while I was on the elevator down to the locker room, while I was in the locker room, essentially saying Bo was right. Bo was right um, because the the signs of this have been coming the past few weeks, and this all came up in the worst possible time and it really costs them like I, I know I'm rambling here I'll give you one quick thing uh, Nick had to catch himself at one point he was about to say say like you know we still control what's in front of us that kind of thing he had, to, he had to catch himself and 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 say like we're still in the playoffs a lot of team wanted to be there because he knows they lost their chance to to get that one seed to to get the two seed to win the division they're happy they're gonna have to go on the road now most likely Assuming that, you know, Dallas doesn't lose to Washington next week. So, and the Eagles don't lose to the Giants, <laughs> the which is also Eagles possible. Lose to the Giants, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, it's it's not like I can come up here and, and and say people were hollering and screaming and throwing stuff. I think the word I would use was stunned. Uh, that's that's the emotion that I, I kind of felt the most.
0: So, Zach, I don't know. You know, the guys probably don't realize this, uh, but it's possible today was – Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox's and Brandon Graham's potential last games at Lincoln financial field. Mm. And you know, there's no guarantee there's a home playoff game anymore. And I think the feeling I'm getting from friends on Twitter in the comments section, and by the way, keep hitting that thumbs up button. Everyone is that, yeah, they can go on the road and very easily lose to a saints or a bucks team. There's no guaranteed victories for this team anymore. After what we've seen these last three weeks.
2: You're right, and it, that is a shame if, if, if this is Kelsey and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham's last home game, for it to look like that, the worst the worst loss that they've had in their careers. Um, and I, I, I can say that having covered Fletcher's entire career and a, a good chunk of, of Kelsey and Brandon Graham's, the only loss that I can compare to this, like not in terms of the margin of defeat obviously, but in terms of how bad the loss was, was the Dolphins' loss in 2019. But even that, I mean, the Eagles were what 13 point favorites when this closed today, and they've only lost three times since 2012 when they were double digit point favorites. Washington last year, uh, the Dolphins game 2019, and then and then and then today, and today was the biggest margin. Uh, So to your point, there's not a team in this league who I would say the Eagles can can like say, all right, they're gonna beat them, because look. I I mean, all our shows are out there on the online. I was saying that about the Cardinals. They can't lose the Cardinals, right? They have personnel mismatches. And Zach at halftime,
0: I I said, this should be an easy one to close out at halftime. I was thinking that.
2: Yeah. I can't emphasize this enough. This was not a situation where like the Cardinals stole one. The Cardinals outplayed them. They outplayed them throughout the game. Uh, They were better prepared. They were better coached and they played better. And that is really concerning now, I understand there are teams that, that you, you know, the Eagles have, have have talent, and just like you can say, they can lose to anyone, they can beat anyone. We've seen that. But this is really, this was a pathetic loss today, and this is a really concerning state for this team at this moment.
1: Just for the record, uh, the Eagles, assuming the Cowboys win next week, the Eagles locked into the five seed. Tampa has the Panthers on the road. If they win that game, they will be the four seed. If they lose that game, the winner of New Orleans, Atlanta will be the winner of that division and be the four seed. Oof. So uh, Zach, unfortunately you got like three different places. You might have to mm. book travel till you'll have to be, uh, to be worried about that. Um, yeah,
2: I, I left this morning saying, you know, after last night's game, because, because Emily doesn't stay up to watch those games. I, I said, you know, there's, there's a real good chance that I'm not traveling the next, you know, the next, you know, uh, or those, those first two weeks of the playoffs, at, this at least. Is your and, fault. And man. now, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I think the Eagles felt the same way today. I, I, I really, like, I don't want to say they looked over them, but I think the Eagles showed up today and thought, like, they were just going to roll to a win. And they clearly didn't do that.
1: Well, and we were talking about this before you came on, Zach. I thought the offense played very well today. Um, now they were going up against the worst defense in the league. But they moved the ball. Well, uh, we'll get to that last possession in, yeah, in a little yeah. bit because that's that's what we're all going to remember. But the defense, I mean, every <laughs> single possession. They they basically had seven real possessions in this game and got into within 25 yards. The only times they didn't score were, were uh, stops near the goal line and then the interception by Sidney Brown. Four possessions in the second half, four touchdowns. Like... Obviously, we can say that this was not Sean Desai's fault now, but like, no. what do you what do you make of, of that level of performance on the defense given, like, yes, there's a lot uh, of personnel that is different than the unit they had last year that was very good, but it's not that different. And that defensive line, once again, a complete no-show when it matters.
2: Yeah, uh, no, you're right. And, you know, the thing I, I, I kept hearing was, I spoke to Kevin Byard for a bit, and he was saying that in in December in the NFL, you got to stop the run. You got to be able to run the ball, and you got to stop the run. And they couldn't stop the run. And then he said, and and then they worked the play action off of that. Uh, the Eagles were getting eaten up, eaten up in the running game. And you can talk about gap responsibilities, but what I saw was uh, just just out physical. Like they were not the more physical team. Arizona's offensive line beat them up front. The Eagles were not making tackles at the second level. Uh, yeah, that that was really it. James Conner out out physical them. And by the way, like we've we've used kind of Jonathan Gannon as a punchline this week at times. Uh, Sirianni said that you'd have to ask Gannon, but he thinks he thinks what was on Gannon's mind going into this game was that Washington game last year was keep the offense off the field, run the ball, control the clock. Right, just the way Washington beat the Eagles last year. And in that game, if you if you remember Brian Robinson, who's like a, a solid running back, he's not a top of the league back, he he you know, beat up the Eagles in that game. And uh, and that's kind of what you saw from James Conner today. Um, so that that was their game plan. And that that like for that's why Arizona went for the onside kick from from my perspective. It was because they felt that That all right, if they kick the deep, there's what five minutes left on the clock. The Eagles can finish the game with the ball. They can they can run, they can run, wear out the clock, and and kick a field goal or score a touchdown. They knew they wanted the ball back. I mean, we make the joke, it was like it was in the Super Bowl last year. You just want to get the ball back. Now, the Eagles didn't put the, the Eagles' offense didn't do their part, but the defense needs to make a stop there, right? Uh defense needs to make a stop throughout the game. And uh it was it was bad, and honestly, like Matt Patricia, he he faced his first two start his, his, his first two games calling this defense. He faced backup quarterbacks, right? The Eagles keep saying. Great point. I I, I I kept hearing them say in that locker room, and even Sirianni said, like you know, when I said what's what's wrong with the defense, he, he said before this they've been playing, you know, they put a few good games together. They they put a decent game together against drew a lot. They, 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 still didn't do enough. Um, Barely. they gave up a, a, 70 yard touchdown last week, <laughs> the tie rod. Right. I mean, so I look at this and, and, and say like map now, now Matt Patricia took over, uh, defense in week in week third, you know, in week 13, it was right. But you can't just, it, first off, Sean Desai was unfairly scapegoated. I, I I think it's, it's fair to say the best this defense has looked this year is with the size coordinator. And what were they expecting to change here, right? Because if what you're saying is that you're going to get a, a, a play, defensive play call with more experience, who's been better situational, you know, has more experience in situations and in big games, he got he, it handed to him today by Drew Petsy, a first-year, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, a first-year offensive coordinator, right, with, uh, now Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. His wide receivers were Michael Wilson, or her, Rondell Moore. Like he didn't have his top receiver. They were throwing they the ball this. to Elijah Higgins, right? Um and there's there about no the best reason George. Yeah, yeah, great George. But there's there's like there's Thank no you. reason Herkes. when you look when you look at the talent disparity here, there's no reason. There is no reason that should have happened today. The Eagles defense, like well, the Eagles. No defense, no reason to be should... playing
1: off some like on all of these third downs again. Like we're, you gotta give Michael Wilson a twenty yard cushion. Give me a break. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but it, it, I mean, to me, it was, it was the run defense today. Like you got to get off the field. You can't keep letting them get in the third and manageables. Um, and, and you got to tackle and they did not tackle.
0: So Zach on that question, I have a a two-parter here. One is Jordan Davis a good tackle, uh, because it's now, you know, almost two full years in the league. It's usually fair to give a guy three years before you fully judge, um, judge him. But the reason I bring that up is the second part. Are the Eagles a much better team if they take Kyle Hamilton instead of Jordan Davis? <laughs> and I know that I know. Well, like the revisionist yeah, I mean, thing, but like, no, he was you're, a no target look, for them, a need for them, a position they needed to get younger at all that. Because uh, I saw Jordan Davis losing one on one battles today in the run game. Uh, I think the run game is evaporated and the passing game is abysmal. So, like, I look back to that draft pick last year and I go. It's really hard for me to think that the Eagles aren't a better football team if they took Kyle Hamilton.
2: Yeah, look, it's it's a it's a fair question. Uh, I believe in Bo Shadow draft that year. He had them taking Hamilton. I know so I, I, I wrote I in. Them. I know I I wrote in my grade that I liked Hamilton more. But given the Eagles' philosophy, I understand why they take Davis, and I and I like the pick given sure. their philosophy of built. So uh, now you have two years now where where teams are running against them, right? And Eagles didn't run against them earlier this season. Davis was playing well, but they're not playing well now, and he's not making enough. So I don't want to put this on Jordan Davis. And I no, I, I got to go back and watch thing. this game. Yeah, but no, you're right. You know, when you have the 13th pick in the draft, I think that's what it was. They traded up to 13 to get him. Yep.
0: Uh, and Hamilton went 14.
2: And and you're you're not dra- you know you are acknowledging that he has pass rush ability, but that's not the way you're using him earlier in his career. You need to be a damn good run defense. A damn good run defense to justify taking a defensive tackle in the top 15. Who is Was mainly you know his what his biggest asset is is what you know he always said uh, he he'll get you to third down right and yeah they didn't do enough of that that he's he's not he's they're not stopping the run they got out physical today by an interior line that's what Will Hernandez I, I apologize for the center's name I can't pronounce it it's got it. Go, uh, yeah. i like it, it was, so, but this this, this <laughs> the center's like hj yeah, it's um the guy the Yalde, guy from the it's yalda right? Fohold. yes yes thank you yeah uh, yeah they are getting out physical that's, that's, that's great work for you right of the Duns. um yes exactly i just couldn't pronounce it um Yalde. they uh yalda they uh they got out physical but i'm by them today and <laughs> and uh, we, uh, I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I, I've heard this defensive line say it starts on the, it starts at the defensive line. It's all built around the defensive line. Defensive line got beat by Arizona today. Like defensive line got beat. That's the bottom line. They got beat.
0: Yeah, they got beat. And the secondary took the worst angles I've ever seen in a rushing defense. They they were abysmal. These young kids need to learn how to play run run defense on the second level.
2: Yeah, like, I'm. look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let them off the hook. But I, I'm I'm not going to kill Eli Ricks. Like Eli Eli Ricks isn't on this team to tackle James Conner in the open field. Um, no, this is a Howie
0: Roseman issue.
2: Sure, you know, and that's where, yeah. Look, they need better plays from their safeties. They need better plays from their linebackers. They need playmakers. Um, and this is this is yeah, this is uh, this is the way they're built. This is the way they're built. So so this is this is more of an off season discussion. But that is a fair point. Sure.
1: And so, Zach, what did Sirianni say about the final? Not not including the, yeah. the end of the game possession, but the the offensive possession after the yeah. onside kick attempt, tie game at twenty eight all, and they just sort of turtle. What did he say about it?
2: Yeah, so it was framed to him. Why were you conservative there? And he said those aren't conservative calls. He said when they're uh, <laughs> he said when they're blitzing the way they are, there are um, you know there are lanes, there are seams there where you can uh where you can make plays and then he said that so that was kind of him explaining the first and second down and the third down play he said at that point you know uh, it's it's third and 20 which we saw them convert last week but he said third and 20 the wind was blowing at them they needed to get yards for the field goal at that point uh don't like it disagree with it i asked the I, i i asked jalen hurts the question he asked me to Remind him of what that sequence was. Uh, I reminded him of what that sequence was. Uh, You know, by play, he said he has to. He has to. Wait, he 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 said he kind of has to go back and and look at the film. There, they have to execute better. I said, would you like to be more aggressive in that situation? He said that they got the ball there. They have to score. Basically, something like that. Um, But he 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 didn't dismiss it. Um, Oh, how insightful! But yeah. But, uh, the sec- but no, the there wasn't a-
1: play call the second down play call kills me. The 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 zone read on on second and sixteen and Jalen makes the bad read, makes the wrong read to keep it. But like I'm sorry. You you've got you've got AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and a quarterback who should be really, really good. And you don't give him a chance to throw the ball in either first or second down when you need 20 yards. Come on.
2: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like I, I've been saying that all along. I'm I i am I am with you and to give some color right from the stands here one thing you kept hearing was um was like oh again again you're gonna run the same play again like it was so predictable at that point it was so they, they they weren't going downfield and so uh
0: uh, yeah, well, this actually, is- it's not a wide receiver screen. It's a running back screen. That's Kenny Gainwell <laughs> out there is playing in the wide receiver
2: position. It's a little bit different. Well,
0: like Sirianni's answer the other week when Christian McCaffrey was on the Manning cast and called out what the Eagles like, I, I do think this is one of their big issues is predictability. Uh, and the fans are no dummies. Like, yeah, they're probably mocking it. But when Christian McCaffrey, who doesn't have to worry about the Eagles offense, he has to worry about the Eagles defense is calling out plays live in the moment. You have a problem on your hand like you are way too predictable of an offense and the offense wasn't even the problem today Zach like they just there's so much going wrong with all aspects of this team right now from roster construction to coaching to performance to all of it it's it's just it's pretty much exhausting
2: no I am I am uh I'm 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 with you there I kind of disagree a bit on the McCaffrey thing but I agree overall in terms of the offense is I'll, I'll put it this way if AJ Brown and Devontae Smith aren't touching the ball like i defended them when when they when they had when they had only three guys touch the ball because like they're your best players when you're going you know they went 3 and out on the opening drive today uh with run run screen to Kenny Gainwell right yeah. like AJ Brown DeVonte Smith yeah AJ Brown Devontae Smith need to touch the ball bottom line
1: uh, now, Zach, I do need to give you uh, a chance to oh, celebrate yeah. the coming of Julio yeah. Jones. Uh, two touchdowns. He still hasn't gotten that 60 yard uh, mark that you were predicting, but he came. Congratulations.
2: Look, uh, at halftime, because I was getting a lot of messages about this or tweets about this, and I was saying, uh, I was thinking of what I was going to say, and my message then was going to be, you know, act like you've been there before, right? Because. Uh, <laughs> My favorite player growing up was Barry Sanders. He used to hand the ball to the, you know, he's, he's, he's been there. That's not the first time I've called something right, but I'm sitting here today with egg on my face, egg on my face. Cause all week long, all week long, I was saying, relax. They're 11 and four. They're playing the Cardinals and the giants. They're going to be the two seed. If you just told anyone going into the season 13 and four, you're the two seed. They would take it. I was dead wrong. I was dead wrong. You're the one, Bo, who deserves who deserves the victory lap here. It's, uh, not, about, it's not about you and me. The, it's,
1: it's about no, who we, but I'm we, saying, we say a lot of things <laughs> over, the, over the course of the time. But, yeah, I, but I do want to back.
2: Go ahead. My point is if 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 my concern was here going into the day, I mean, it's beyond the stadium here because I understand the ending given Sunday part. But man, this was a bad loss in a bad spot. And if you're a championship level team, you got to show off when you have the chance. To, to basically control the NFC East.
1: Well, then let me close with this, Zach. Uh, you know, we, we talked about, we entertained the, the worst case scenario a couple weeks ago. We're pretty close to that now. Yeah. Um, if the Eagles, let's say, lose in the wild card round, let's say they go to the <laughs> NFC South, they lose that game. How bad, how, many, how, how um, significant do you think the off-season changes may be?
2: very very now I I I stand by what I said I don't think it it hits the top I I, I've received some of those messages I don't think it hits the top Um, but man I mean you make a big evaluation of the coaching staff make some changes on the roster Um, yeah but I I don't think it gets to Sirianni and I think Sirianni's earned earned you know I think even if this collapses and it's it's looking like it um, yeah I, I don't I, I don't think you move on from Sirianni. I really don't.
0: So, Zach, on that note, um, I just saw a quote uh, that Sidney Brown said on uh, the WIP postgame show, and this kind of, I think, speaks to Nick Sirianni and maybe his philosophy of running practice. The quote is, practice habits become game day reality. What do you make of that?
2: Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Now, I also think you – practice a certain way to get your guys ready Yeah. You, you practice, you, you practice a certain way to get the, to get your guys ready for Sunday. Right. But, uh, there's a certain physicality that you need that, you know, I, I, I always remember the 2017 team, uh, in that bye week, the players requested pads. They requested ones on ones. They requested physical practices because Malcolm Jenkins said, there's a certain physicality that they're going to need, you know, they, they, they need to practice a certain way to play a certain way. So I agree with you there. I don't think that's the problem here, but they need to look at everything, how they practice, how they coach, how they, who they're playing. Like this is, this is inadequate the way they look that's at that that's interesting to me. A rookie said that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's now, yeah, he's, he's a smart guy. He was, he was a five-year player. Um, you know, he, he's, he's more savvy than, like a, a 20 year old coming out of college, but yeah, no, it's a uh, it, kudos for him for saying that if that's what he thinks. Um, and he's there in practice, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not at the practices. I'm only at the beginnings.
1: All right, Zach. Well, uh, happy new year to you. Thank you for all the updates. We will look forward to reading your story on all Well,
0: also, did you figure out dinner tonight, Zach?
1: Good question.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going uh, to get together with some family members. So right, it's not on me anymore. Yeah.
1: Right. Flex. Nice job. Uh, we yeah. look forward to that. And you and I will talk on Tuesday. No shows tomorrow. Yeah. This is, I, I tomorrow, wish so.
2: we were there tomorrow. Happy new year to everyone. But I wish, I wish we are there tomorrow. Cause this is a week when there's a lot to unpack. Uh, but I'm eager, eager for, uh, these next few days of the discussion because we're not talking about the giants at this point. We're talking about how they can fix this. All
1: right. Thank you very much, Zach Berman. Happy new year. Talk to you next year.
2: <laughs> See you next year. See you, Zach. Um,
1: interesting quote from Sidney Brown, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, it is an interesting quote. From I, a rookie. Like, from a rookie. Damn, that hurts. I, like, you know, guys just talk. They say things. I don't know if they're, like, they're thinking about all things. That seems a little more of thought out than, yeah, like, an in-the-moment right. answer. Yeah. I mean, I think there's no doubt. Like, I mean, it would be shocking if they were practicing very well, given, given how yeah. they play on the field.
0: yeah. And now I'm going to be thinking about Kyle Hamilton and Jordan Davis for probably the next
1: nine to ten months of my life. That seems healthy. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's a good relationship me and the Eagles have mentally. That's good.
1: Zach reminded me of a a story I think you might enjoy uh, when he was trying to uh, pronounce Yalda's name, and he just said H-J. My wife, when she was starting a job like a decade ago, was like her, her her boss's name began with J, and she was like handing over the passwords to these things for her. And one of the passwords was H and J, and Rachel was like, "The password is hand J," and and the woman no, no is I worked with someone whose first name was H. It's H and J, H and J. Like she was like very defensive about the fact that the password was hand J. It's okay,
0: lady, if your password's I mean, hand. You got to do yeah. what you got
1: to do. But yeah, so every time uh, every every time I see H J, that's what I think of. So is that very funny story? Um. Wow. Speaking of Julio Jones, his two touchdowns. uh, He he came hard today. That's about all we got, Jamie. 35-31, a disastrous loss for the Eagles. Tough end of the year. But, you know, they've got a chance to turn things around. I don't know that there's much faith that they will. (laughs) Do they? I mean, they have a chance. Yeah, I guess, statistically speaking. I mean, if the defense could only be bad instead of terrible, they would have a chance.
0: Like average would be this defense's absolute ceiling. If they could just be like a little bit better than the Cardinals have been all season, like they they could maybe beat the Saints or Bucks or Falcons or whoever. But I don't really feel like they're gonna beat anybody right now. And then you're probably going to San Francisco. Oh, you're gonna get your doors blown off. Yeah. That's not good. But And then the Commanders played the Niners fairly tough today and like I don't know. The NFL is weird. Uh, I guess they have a shot, but I got no optimism left in the tank. That's okay. Go celebrate. <laughs> I'm not a champagne guy. This not is a champagne guy. I like mm-hmm. a little champagne. Oh, it's like instant headache for me.
1: That's why I gotta have a second one.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess I just ugh. okay. It's like instant hangover for me. Too sugary. Okay and and world it's climate scary, like uh little... scientists say that uh, champagne could be extinct in a couple years really yeah
1: france is going through it mm, well of course it's yeah, it's only champagne if it's from the sh- actual champagne we're not, yeah. we're not talking mums here you right. know we're talking the real stuff yeah not corbel <laughs> <laughs> <That's okay>. man <laughs>
0: philadelphia sports suck again don't they it's good to be yeah, back. i don't think
1: there's gonna be a lot of popping champagne uh in philadelphia in february
0: well Tyree, I guess we, we turn our attention to the Sixers and the Flyers, so make sure you're checking out those guys' shows. Please because, do. Because uh, this, is, this is going down fast in a heap of flaming dog poo.
1: Well said. What yeah. a, I think that's all we need. That's all we need. Uh, so from all of us here at PHLY, we thank you for watching and listening. Make sure that you do uh, like the video, subscribe, evangelize about the show, all that good stuff. Subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and that'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles post-game show. Zach and I back on Tuesday, hopefully with Baldy and Fletcher Cox. We'll see uh, what time that's going to be. Not sure yet, but for Andrew and Jamie and Zach, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will talk to you later this week. And as always, we love you.